Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 89 of the No Podcast. We're up to 89, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast. Tonight, uh, Jim Ryan speaks on PlayStation globalization. It sounds like we're going to have him on the show with us. Yeah, he's coming. Uh, to my left is Jim Ryan. Hi, Jim. <laughs> I thought we'd get a character launched He's a there. rather shy no. fellow, this Jim Ryan. I just guy. kept looking left. There's nobody there. Oh, Jim's in there. Uh, Michael, that TV we set up, he's in there playing Gran Turismo on PS1. And he's talking about how bad it looks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sony, <laughs> Sony has uh, shuffled their executives in a game of musical chairs once again. Yeah. A spin on Cesar's notes. Uh, Bowser has uh, agreed to let the 3DS live for now. Ubisoft Spain teases Sam Fisher's return from the shadows. And Polygon has counted down the top 100 Whoa. games of the decade. We're going to discuss the top 10 of their list. No, we're going to discuss the top uh, 100. Ubisoft España. Ubisoft España yeah. is the one that uh, is uh, leaking Sam Fisher's return, mm-hmm. possibly. Possibly. I saw you retweet that. i got to actually look at the article when we, yeah, when we get to it. I saw uh, what's-his-name had retweeted it, and I looked at it, and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to get excited over nothing. You're not going to get excited? Like it wasn't even a flutter of, oh, shit. And I'm just like, no. I've been burned too many times. By teases. Yeah. It was in Ghost Recon. You love that Ghost Recon game. Exactly. It was in Ghost Recon, but... That wasn't enough. Mm. You want a full-fledged Splinter Cell? Yeah. What if it's a launch title for next gen? Then I'll buy it. Day one. Yeah. You know I will. I'd be down for some next gen Splinter Cell. I'd be down for any Splinter Cell. Well, I don't know. If they put it on mobile, I'll be kind of pissed, but... 4K collection? I would prefer a new game, but yeah. I know Blacklist is on. I mean, you can play them all in 4K on Xbox One X at this point, so. Is Blacklist a good one to start with? Uh, Blacklist. Modern. Blacklist is the easiest one to play as far as, yeah, modern mechanics. Yeah. Uh, It's actually probably my favorite game outside of the fact that there's no Michael Ironside. Which is a side note, I've been watching Smallville lately, and... uh, (laughs) Where is this going? Well, the the voice actor for Sam Fisher is uh, uh, Lana's boyfriend, and so I keep hearing Sam Fisher's voice in Smallville. Okay. And I'm just like, this is so off-putting. Michael Ironside or the Sam Fisher from Uh, Blacklist? uh, Blacklist. It is the Blacklist guy? Yeah, I don't... I can't remember his name, but he plays, like, he's he's a high schooler in that, and I'm just like, I keep hearing you, I keep hearing Sam Fisher at this point. Poor dude, he's like um, Kiefer Sutherland being thrust into that role. Yeah. All right, let's go into news. You all ready? Do it. Mm-hmm. So, sir, you want to lead us off uh, since Jim Ryan is in there playing Gran Turismo? Yeah, they're talking about how bad it looks. He refuses to come out. <laughs> this game looks like shit. Who would want to play it? Yeah, who would want to play it? I think there's a copyright behind you, Michael. I think I got Gran Turismo 2 right there. You do? Yeah, I'm looking at it. Uh, so, essentially, uh, Jim Ryan, he went out and... He's been speaking a lot on uh, Game Industry Biz, and this one's from an article from Christopher Dream. Um, <clears throat> he goes into details of how um, going through the next PlayStation, they're trying to globalize PlayStation. So a lot of the redundancies they had on there where they had um, different regions promoting different games. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of doing that, they're just going to have one across there and then have maybe one marketing group that handles all the the big marketing push because they saw how if they all united and they did the Spider-Man 1 and how well Spider-Man sold and they would still have like a mini mini groups that will do um, games cater to certain regions like Final Fantasy 7 for Japan yeah uh, he made a note I think he used uh, Busy Animals as uh, one where they spent a lot of time pushing that game that was uh, only really sold well in Europe and in Spain um, Spain specifically I believe so. I can't remember if it was Spain or not. I know it was a European country. That was random. It was like some random country in Spain. 
Oh, uh, Invisimals. Yeah, Invisimals. Yeah, it yeah. was Spain. So he's trying to prevent that. Um, he's trying to prevent Invisimals? Never <laughs> again. We're trying to make them visible. I'll never forget. Without the PSP camera. I thought about filming something with the PSP camera to post and see how that see how that works out. Mm-hmm. Film some Invisimals. Do you think Spider-Man's a good example of what they want to do with that marketing? I mean, Spider-Man is Spider-Man. Isn't that going to sell itself almost? Is that a good... I think it's universally popular, yeah. Yeah. I would say... But a United Marketing campaign, you know, you're going to associate... That definitely associates that Spider-Man game with PlayStation. So that that did what I was supposed to do. I don't know. I mean, most of those Spider-Man games have been received by the public mixed. So yeah. you kind of want to do that uh, marketing push. Especially when you're doing a... Reboot. say, like, hey, this is a good one. This is different. This is a really good mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. So... This is a long article on GameIndustry.biz. Yeah, he goes into great detail about... Uh, how the regions are and why what he's trying to do and globaliz- mm. globalization of uh, PlayStation and I mean it goes into details. I mean it's a good article to read up on there. <clears throat> An interesting quote I saw and I think Michael ended up texting or retweeting or something from that. But he says, uh, "As we move towards the next generation in 2020, one of our tasks, probably our main task, is to take that community and transition it from PS4 to PS5 and at a scale and pace that we've never delivered on before." Mm. That was kind of confusing because next gen, you always want people no, to adopt your machine. I think I just sent you that because I was like, the headline was like, Sony wants uh, everyone to switch quickly. It's like, yeah. well, duh. That's not really, duh. Right. <laughs> of course you want people to buy the new product. Yeah. I wonder what they're going to do as far as easing that process. If it's going to be like the cross-gen games that you can play on both and PS5 just looks better, that kind of thing. Yeah, because I mean, if you looked at the previous ones, they always tend to do when they went the PS2, to PS3, <clears throat> PS3 to PS4. They put a lot of uh, emphasis on games before they moved over to newer ones. Mm-hmm. So I got a good feeling that they got a lot of first-party games coming out right out the gate. So yeah. I wonder, I wonder if this also hints at availability. Like the PS2 was infamously hard to get a hold of. PS4, PS4 struggled going through the holidays, didn't it? They were hard to get. They were hard uh-huh. to get for that first holiday. They weren't they weren't that bad. I remember the PS2 and PS3s being a little worse. Nothing. The <clears throat> PS4 after all that momentum they had at E3, they made sure they had enough out there. There were enough. Yeah. yeah. So I hope I hope that's not a concern. I hope supply is not a concern mm-hmm. for launch. It just all it just all depends on the chipset and everything. Yeah. Because that's a new chipset that's coming out this fall. That Intel one that they are uh, not Intel. It's an AMD mm-hmm. set. Yeah. You think they're gonna hard shift with maybe something like a uh, exclusive that they're just. Because you know, remember when they they transitioned from three to four, they put a lot of stuff on three that probably didn't really need to be on there, yeah. but they knew a lot of people still had three. Yep. So maybe if they want to push people into five, they're going to keep it exclusive to five and not even bother trying to put it on four. You think that's something we know about, or is that no? That's just an unknown. That's straight speculation at this point. But I'm saying yeah. if you want people on five and you have the new Spider-Man game, right? Mm-hmm. Well, just make it on five. Let's not even bother putting it on four. That'll make people buy. What is your what is your launch title? What is your Sony first party oh God, launch title? I don't title? even know. I don't even, Knack 3. There Knack we go. 3? You're going with? Cesar, do you have I one? I just said the first thing that came into my head. No, the one that I want is the one we never went over was that Blue Point Games. That's it. Because that, um, there was a lot of... Uh, That's actually a good possibility. Uh, Legend Dragoon. A lot of hints in that. And that there you that go. That would be one I would like to uh, remake of that. I think that's a good title. It's an RPG. Mm-hmm. It's something a large bit of the community has been asking for. It's a great way to say, hey, look, we're still making games. It's mm-hmm. you know, This is a PS1 game. And then Shuhei was over that game, too. And now he's head of... Uh, we're going to get to that. Is that our next story? Mm-hmm. 
Of, you uh, want to go ahead and go into that? Independent developers. Yep. Uh, Shuhei Yohi- Yoshida is Yohi- now Yohida is now over. He's moving on from Worldwide Studios president to what is his exact new role? I don't see it. This is another GameIndustry.biz article. It's a new role that was created for him, but it's uh, a lot of people thought it was like a him stepping down, but it's actually a promotion because he reports directly to Jim Ryan. He doesn't rep- uh, report to anybody in the middle anymore. So that is cool. So he's uh, over uh, independent developers. Which is uh, something he's always been big on, and that was also something they mentioned in that article, mm-hmm. where it's um, that they were afraid Sony was stepping away from because of that momentum was going with Nintendo. But the reason why it's going with Nintendo is because the console's selling right now, so they're trying yeah. to grab that audience. Jim Ryan made it a point and said that um, he never felt that they went away from indies; that um, they just were on the VR VR part of indies. Mm-hmm. And technically, he's right. There's a lot they of were. VR. And that was one of Shuhei's initiatives too. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been going out and getting uh, developers for PlayStation platforms since the beginning. That's been one of his uh, abilities. Yeah. It almost seems like this because uh, Geo Corsi is leaving. I don't know if we talked about that or not. That was kind of an announcement. Yeah, he left. So it almost seems like Shuhei's role is a combination of Geo's old role and Adam Boy's old position. Yeah. Because Adam Boy seemed to court a lot of, of third party mm-hmm. developers for that type of stuff. Uh, so congratulations, congratulations, congratulations to got, Shuhei. I couldn't get there. And then we got a uh, Helmet Kruger running. Uh, <laughs> Helmet <City. laughs> Kruger, the dream is alive. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation has named Guerrilla Games managing director and co-founder Herman Holst as its new head of Worldwide Studios. Don't say Helmet Kruger. Don't say Helmet Kruger. <laughs> Helmet Kruger, head of Worldwide Studios. Yeah. That magical um, briefcase is flying back to him. <laughs> He's uh, obviously he is from from folks who follow game stuff. He is from the studio that brought you Killzone and Horizon Zero Dawn, Gorilla. He actually directed the first Killzone. He's been around since the beginning. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. uh, he most recent or Gorilla most recently worked worked with Kojima Productions on Death Stranding. They mm-hmm. they provided they, like fifty people from their team for that. I didn't know they brought, they loaned people. Also, I thought it was just the engine. So they helped optimize the engine too. Yeah, I mean, Damn, Kojima had a fucking maid. Yeah, he did. He had it made. But Sony owns that IP, so when you look at the copyrights for uh, Epic Games Store and Steam, uh-huh. it says on their copyright is Sony. Copyright Sony? Yeah, even though they're not publishing it. I don't know what's going on with Sony and their uh, PC publishing, but I guess they'll figure it out at one point. Mm-hmm. They'll let him come make his game, which we'll I mean, have some comments it, on later. It's the same thing with Heavy Rain and all that. They just, I don't, they just need to get their PC stuff together. I mean, they have no issue publishing games on the Switch. So, What did they publish on Switch? Uh, I just bought Tokyo Dark. Tokyo Dark? Mm-hmm. What is that? Uh, it's a graphic novel made by Cherry Mochi. It was, Pub- originally it was uh, part of the Square Enix Collective, mm. but it's uh, published by uh, Unties. What happened is, to that Square uh, Enix Collective? Sony, did they still talk about that, Sony or did they just all branch off into their own projects? Mm, they, they still do it. They just they do it every year. They just choose a good bit. I think the last one that that group is working on is that Fear Effect uh Remake. Okay. Uh, what else we have on this? Hulse said, I have worked closely with PlayStation and the entire Worldwide Studios family since 2001, and I have the utmost respect and admiration for the creative talent and ambitious ideas within the network of studios across U.S., Europe, and Japan. Uh, we didn't mention the Malaysia studio. I think that was part of the first article. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shue was over there in Malaysia when they were getting that studio set up. Okay. He was, he was uh, before they made the announcement about his new position, he was... Uh, Posting some um, some pictures of uh, the people in there. So we've been wondering who's going to be like the face of PlayStation, right? With all these names that we've known for the past like five to ten years, 
moving on is do you think Herman Hulst is your E3 guy? Is he your guy getting trotted out to talk about the latest and greatest stuff? Or PlayStation Experience if they ever do PlayStation Experience? Shuhei um, does a little bit, but... No, I would imagine it'd be... Uh, you think it'll be Herman? Yeah. But it, how's his English? Because those seem to be... Oh, it's fine. Yeah, he's yeah. good? Yeah. Cool. All right, yeah, best of luck fine. to everybody. So We'll see. Speaking of uh, game company administrators and executives, this comes from The Verge. Nintendo boss Bowser on Switch Lite sales, 3DS support, and tiny retro consoles. Basically says uh, the 3DS is not going away. Yeah, not yet. He said, time will tell. That was his words, right? He said it's, it continued to support over the holiday season into next year. His quote says, We continue to look at the 3DS family, both hardware and games, as a strong entry point for some consumers. And we're seeing that as long as consumer demand is there, we're going to continue to provide both hardware and software on that pla- on that form. Front. I'm sorry. On that front. When asked when it was, when it will be the appropriate... I'm tripping all over this article. <laughs> when asked when it will be appropriate to say the 3DS is dead as a platform, Bowser says... We're certainly not going to say it today. I think time will tell. We will continue to support 3DS this holiday and into 2020. So you think <laughs> you think that's clever speak for, uh, I'm not going to say this because I want 3DS to still sell this holiday? That too. Yeah. This is basically just him saying when sell stop is when we stop. Yeah. yeah. People are buying this thing. Why not? Yeah. You got no money invested in it anymore. Just the software thing because they were talking about the software sales were really low. They're lagging behind. Yeah. But you already have that stuff everywhere. I think most of their it's just like their greatest sisters was really selling. Like yeah. nothing new wasn't really popping. So that's all I ever see is like Luigi's Mansion, Smash Brothers, Pokemon games, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a lot of first party stuff, which is the story of the 3ds for the most part. Um, he said the Switch Lite. Uh, it's not only raised the sell through for the overall family, but importantly, it did so without any negative impact on our flagship system. Uh, said another way, Nintendo Switch Lite sales have been additive to the overall Switch business. So that was a big boom for them. Very good. Uh, Was there anything else? On uh, I think this interests us the most out of these. Yeah, I mean, just when it was, I don't know if it went in details on that when they were just saying like it was what uh, mostly females who bought the Switch Lite. I did not see that. It was mostly... um, It's very cool. They said that 43% Uh, of Switch Lite owners were buying uh, a Switch Lite as their second system. Yep. And then the turquoise was the most popular color. One of the important trends we're also seeing with Nintendo Switch Lite is a higher percent of female consumers Mm -hmm. are buying a Nintendo Switch Lite, which is a strong indicator of the appeal to a broader audience. Yeah. Excellent. A product for everyone. Um, He talks about the Joy-Con drift. Do we want to touch on that? Go for it. Our goal is always, always to create quality products and products that ensure gamers are having a great experience, Bowser says. (laughs) We are continuously looking (laughs) at ways... Don't trust Bowser. (laughs) Never trust Bowser. The drift is real. We're continuously looking at ways to improve our products as we go forward, but in the end, we want consumers to have a great experience. Okay. We're going to get to something eventually. (laughs) And if in any case they're not having that experience, we encourage them to contact our customer support groups and we'll do our best to help them through that. That has been how we've been handling our consumers over the last few months as issues like this have arisen and we believe that consumers are finding their way back to great gameplay experiences. Wow. Never directly missed it. Oh, I, yeah. God, I wish I had this level of answer on on things. Yeah. That's amazing. Just keep it generalized. As people have issues, yeah. just call the number. We're doing stuff to take care of things. Because people are accepting this. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, cool. didn't, he didn't say anything. Exactly. He, he just referenced He said what I just said. We're doing stuff to take care of things sometimes. That's it. Yep. Not acknowledging anything. That's what yeah. we got a lawyer work. He's like, deny, redirect, deny. <laughs> That's what he always tells us to say. Man, I used your, uh, oh my God, I used your mute unfriend block thing the other day. (laughs) 
regarding like a, a client of some kind. It wasn't yeah. anybody in my company, but it's somebody that nags all of us. You block them for I unfollow. use that unfollow. Yeah. Oh my god, it, it brought them down. <laughs> they were in shambles. I was like, yeah, I can't take credit for that. So that's a friend of mine's favorite go-to. That's what I usually do when somebody pisses me off on social media. I'm like, you block them. <laughs> Unfriend, unfollow, unfriend, yeah. block. Yeah, block is the best. <laughs> <laughs> All that other stuff was unnecessary, but you did it anyway. So, yeah. um, wrapping up this interview, I don't think it was was it the Verge he talked to. I'm trying to get the right thing. Mm. Uh, anyways, the last bit from this interview that the Verge published on whether we'll ever see another tiny plug-and-play retro console, Doug Bowser says our focus right now is absolutely on our dedicated platforms such, such as Nintendo Switch Lite and our flagship Nintendo Switch. I think with the gameplay experiences you saw with some of our classic consoles that we launched a few years ago, they're now available on Nintendo Switch Online, and this is where our focus will be. So that is uh, maybe a unconfirmation of a N64 classic or a Game Boy classic. <laughs> you just kind of take it as wherever you want it to take yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, if we get those games, the, our whole thing, especially with the three of us on this, the reason we do this, basically, we want these games to be playable, right? We want future generations to have access to the link to the pasts and the super metroids and such mm-hmm. you know well i don't think they honestly need to put an n64 thing out i think they uh the whole reasoning behind and, I, and this is again speculation you know if the wii U's in the shitter and they need to make some money <laughs> uh <laughs> but, you but know you, a... you put you put out something like an nes classic or a super nintendo classic and you use yeah. that to to close the gap on, yep. you know, the money you're missing out on. You stay relevant and you have a hot holiday product. But if you have everything that's selling well and you're doing great, why do you need to put out an N64 class? You yeah. hold that for some hard times. Yeah. Or you just have it, you know, you start publishing these games as a Nintendo Switch Online yeah, catalog. exactly. I'm okay with playing N64 games on Switch. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. I mean, are y'all playing any of these on old online games? I've... I poked around with them. But I, I really fired them up every once in a while just to kind of see how they run that kind of stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Do you mess with them at all, Cesar? Very little. But we do have access to them. Yeah. But again, we're not the perfect case for that because we all have hard copies of those particular titles. Mm-hmm. So it's, sure. not, it's there, a little different for us. We have a ton of ways to play these games. It's a little different for us. Yeah. We need some, uh, some N64-esque Joy-Cons to go with their N64. Oh, God. What would that look like? I don't know. Did you see those GameCube Joy-Cons? I did. That was interesting. Mm. Someone actually made those. They're too high, though. That was my, my problem. I, I was down, but I was just like, not sixty dollars uh, good. No. Yeah, it was expensive. Yeah, no, forty bucks. Are you still using your um? What are the mech ones? The mech joy. The Damon X Machina one. Yeah, are you yeah. still breaking those out every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Very um, not not often, but I want to play Damon X Machina. That makes I need it to a, do that demo, that prologue thing. Mm-hmm. Makes it a lot easier it's to hold that. Good. Yeah, especially that system. Mm-hmm. The phone with the controllers on the end. The non-handheld handheld. All right. There's uh, words of wisdom from Bowser. Mm-hmm. As Michael said, never trust Bowser. Never. That might be a good title. If we don't want to go with Helmet Kruger Worldwide Studios. <laughs> President. <laughs> President. President Kruger. <laughs> I know that Helmet Kruger character oh, from Hitman, but I always think of Kruger from um, Malcolm in the Middle. Mm. Do you remember that Kruger character? Yeah. I think he had a... A fake hand or something? Didn't he have like uh, a prosthetic? I believe so. It's been a while <laughs> since I've seen the show. <laughs> Cougar. All right, next up, uh, Michael is very excited about this. He has put all his eggs in the basket, and he's never been disappointed by Ubisoft España before. Uh, Ubisoft, this comes from Tech Radar. Ubisoft has been hinting at another Splinter Cell game for a few years now without ever confirming there's one actually coming. 
Now, we still don't have any confirmation, but courtesy of Ubisoft Spain, we do have another teasing social media post, because everyone loves those. Yeah. Ubisoft España posted an image of Splinter Cell protagonist Sam Fisher in his iconic night vision goggles on Twitter this week with a short caption in Spanish alongside it. When translated, the caption reads, You need to understand the darkness to face it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Sam Fisher. All right, does this coincide with anything? Is it like the anniversary of a game or... Not that I'm know. aware of. So there's no there's no particular date they would be celebrating to have Sam Fisher in there. Mm-hmm. Is it his birthday in the lore? Like, I'm trying to find out what the connection is. Yeah. <laughs> it's his Sam Fisher's birthday. Unless they do something in the Microsoft thing, so... Which is coming up. Oh, that What'd is coming up. What'd y'all say, this Friday? And they, they posted a picture on there in their Twitter feed that they had something... They had their lineup for Friday, and the first thing they had for Friday was redacted. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. What happened? They backed they, out of it they or something? Like well, hint. they probably just want to, like, say, hey, it's something that we can't tell you about yet. Mm. I'm looking at this model now, though, and that's... If it's not the one from Ghost Recon Wildlands, it's, like, very close. It's a next-gen uh, Sam Fisher it's, profile. It's, it's not saying. from a current game. It, it might be the one from Wildlands, but I'm not positive. Um, they go on to note, it's worth noting, this isn't the first Splinter Cell rumor we've seen in recent times. Back in 2018, fans were excited by a listing on Amazon Canada. They came to nothing. <laughs> just like Walmart Canada. That's why I'm just like, I'm not I'm not looking into this too hard. If it mm-hmm. happens, I'll be super excited, but I'm not about to hold my breath. Hopefully next week, Michael, we are talking about a brand new Splinter Cell. I will game be super excited. Just for you. Alright, last but not least. Um, it's not really news, but I figured it'd be a fun discussion point for us all. It doesn't have to be news. It yeah. has to be a talking point. Yeah, it's a, a talking, talking point. point. Because we do have a good bit of games played. I know you guys do. Um, Polygon did the top 100 uh, games of the decade, according to them. So this is from 2010 to 2019. And we went ahead and skipped ahead to the top 10, just to have as discussion points. Okay. Um, we, I would say let's guess these, but this encompasses literally hundreds of thousands of titles. Yeah, so it was not way too much, it's way too much to go over. Um, I started at the end, and I saw Edith Finch was like number ninety-four or something, and that okay. was a, that was a really good title. That was enjoyable, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the ones that are so all of these got to be better than Edith Finch by a lot, by a whole lot. Yeah. So um, the the one that was similar to that Virginia that my, uh, Cesar recommended a couple months ago, okay. it was I think it was number hundred. I think it started the list. Okay. Yeah. yeah very good. All right, here we go. Top ten. We have to see how many of these we have too. I'm kind of interested. Okay. Or have played. Let's see how this starts. Number 10, Fortnite Battle Royale. Oh, no. It has dominated the past, like, two years. That doesn't mean it's... I think the only one I played is uh, the one I played with you. The one game. That round? Yeah, was it? Yeah. Uh, I've actually actually won a round with friend of the show, Derek, and his son. This is not starting well. If Fortnite is number 10, this is not... Okay, Fortnite's number 10 out of the past 10 years, and it has dominated gaming for the past, what, two and a half? Is this about what dominates gaming or what's good? What I think it's, uh, what Richard's trying to say is what's, um... Influential? What's popular about gaming, not what uh, which each of us individually like in our top 10s. We would not put this in our top 10, but you can't... You can't deny its relevance and its popularity. I can't. I'm surprised it's at 10. 10 seems low. 10 seems low. Michael's not on board with this list. This is not a Michael's Polygon list. I love this. I mean, out of every game ever, we're going to put Fortnite in top ten. It's really great is what (laughs) they say, but Epic built something fresh and original. Rather than every match feeling like tense multiplayer deathmatch with dozens of tiny fights, Fortnite fights with creativity battles where mechanics are at least as important as aim. 
and Lady Gaga tweeted about it. That mm-hmm. added up to the yep, list. Yep, that's important. All right, number nine. It's going to redeem itself for you, Michael. The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. Mm, very good game. One of the decade's defining trends has been the rise of the open-world narrative game featuring a conflicted, often anti-heroic central character. Few games can claim to have ticked quite so many boxes as The Witcher 3, a quasi-medieval fantasy of magic and daring do. Everyone has played uh, Witcher 3 to this point, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I, especially at this table, I would imagine. So. Yep. So, sorry, did you get much into it? About an hour. About an hour? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Collectively, I probably have 100 hours of every versions. Well, I've never actually gone all the way through everything. I've never beaten it either. I played the uh, Botchling quest that I remember, and that's one of the thought. Yeah, one of the first big quests yep. that uh, everyone remembers because of how impactful it, it was. It was impactful and defining. Mm-hmm. Uh, number eight is Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see where that comes from. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's definitely influential, I'd say, so even if not everyone could get into it. Dark Souls um, has been distilled down to two equally excellent games from this decade, Bloodborne and Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, they go on to note. Mm-hmm. When uh, everybody started loving hard games again, yeah, I, I mean it, it. It created a, a genre of Soulsborne. That's what people call super hard games mm-hmm. now. So I mean, I can agree with this. There's a lot of comparisons, like, you know, is this a Dark Souls type game? Like it's almost its own genre. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely it. Kind of is its own genre. That is a defining title. That was number eight, Dark Souls. Number seven, PT. Huh. Not so a game. A interesting <laughs> list. That is an interesting list. PT was a teaser. Yeah, the heater cut off. PT <laughs> was a teaser for Hideo Kojima. I've recently found out it's Kojima, not Kojima. I've been saying the hard. I don't think he's gonna hold it against you. He's not. He does listen to the show. Yeah, no. <laughs> I can't even keep going with Sons that. Sons of bitches. Yeah. Uh, Every week. PT was a teaser for Hideo Kojima's never released Silent Hills, but it stands on its own merits as a horror masterpiece and an example of how short, intense experiences can be just as effective as long games. I will say that minutes. shit was scary. Like, so scared. I remember when they announced that, you and I were watching the... It was one of their shows. It was either Game Awards mm-hmm. or PlayStation Experience. We were watching it here. It was uh, during E3. It was an E3 mm-hmm. presentation. We watched it together and downloaded it right after that and gave it a go I mean, and see what it was all about. They're still finding new shit in that game. They are. And it's been years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People data mining it. Like, the Lisa ghost is following you the whole time. Mm-hmm. She's always rendered behind you. Mm. <laughs> That's some creepy shit. I, I do remember playing that game in the dark with the sound turned up and just... Constantly being like, that fucker's right behind me. It's creepy. <laughs> Turn around, nothing there. Number You're like, okay, is... it's fine, go back the other way. It is interesting because that that's the whole end of Konami as we know it, Metal Gear, Kojima going to another studio. It's it's kind of a catalyst. And I don't know that survival horror is really... Resident Evil 7 was a good comeback. But I don't, yeah, know, that, good I don't know that it's been as alive and a well as it, as it was since PT came out this generation. That's a straight horror, like... As as far as it goes, I would say. Oh yeah, because you know? yeah, I mean, a mind fuck of of scary. Mm-hmm. It's definitely the creepiest game I've ever played. As far as like you know, I'm would, thinking, have, so. would have been a good Silent Hills game. Agreed. Would have been. There's a lot of arguments now that Death Stranding's out is uh, uh, let him make something of that sort and just not have the Silent Hill franchise mm-hmm. attached to it. All right, number six, League of Legends. Number five. <laughs> <laughs> None of us can speak on League of Legends. Legos. Uh, League of Legos. Yeah, we're going to refer to Laszlo Haynes. for Laszlo Holmes. <laughs> Laszlo Holmes for our League of Legends coverage. Laszlo, you that, have you have the mic. That's what's up. <laughs> how, how are you going to win that League of Legos? 
Oh man! Oh, listeners, I hope y'all went and checked out that episode, that uh, Saturday Night Live sketch that we referenced last week. I know we all watched it after the yeah, show, Michael. Was, you were, I showed it to a bunch of people at work, and they thought it was fantastic. They're big fans. Yeah. So, League of Legos. Uh, League of Legends is apparently big. I don't know anything else about it. <laughs> uh, I can't speak to it. Uh, I know it's, it's, it's popular. We it's listen to huge. a lot of podcasts, and there's a lot of people and that work in the industry that love the League of Legends. They go watch the esports and everything. I mean, it has so. events uh, events based entirely around it. So I mean, I've seen and follow people on Twitter that will fucking go fly to China to watch that shit live. I'm like, I don't know if, if I went to China, I go see the Great Wall. I don't know if I go watch. <laughs> Uh, on a computer but. something you can watch here on a stream yeah <laughs> alright League of Legends <laughs> I wish I could go to China but things to Richard were banned so <laughs> we have <laughs> number five Pokemon Go mm-hmm. in the summer 2016 Pokemon Go changed the world launched as a janky feature light app it was an immediate worldwide success prompting millions to range around their neighborhoods in search of augmented reality mini monsters and graveyards and churches oddly enough yeah and uh like, I know particularly my dad's cousin is a bank manager of some sort, and he called to try to inquire to figure out how to make his bank a Pokestop so he wow. could uh, drive up business by having it be a Pokestop. Oh, yeah. So this was a huge... It impacted a lot of industries, not just phones. And uh, I think the battery, the phone battery external thing really oh, took the, off. The power oh, the power bricks and stuff. Yeah. That mm-hmm. Pokemon Go was a phone breaker as far as your battery goes. You and Russell got into it, what, one time, two Is times? that one weekend before we came up here for whatever it was, a recording or something? I can't remember what it was. No, it was 20, before then. We were meeting up here for something. To what play games or here? something like that. I can't remember. It was, probably just a it was on the way here because we hit every fucking Pokestop on the way here. It was a nonstop. And you, cause you, cause you kept texting us like, where the fuck are you guys? Yeah. <laughs> and you were playing Pokemon the whole we were sitting in front. We were sitting in front of an empty church trying to get Pokemon. I'm like, <laughs> wow. This is our life now. You lived it, though. And after that weekend, I never played it again. So, yep. so I think I was at work, and there was some fucking Zubat on the second floor. I just kept running catch. I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm like, <laughs> fuck this like, game. Fuck uh, this Zubat. Yep. It's so over there in our corporate uh, communications section. So I played it when it came out because I thought it was really going to be a game for me because I drove a company vehicle around the county. Like I, I had instant access to all these different places. And the places they would send me, there was no fucking Pokemon there. So that killed it for me, just like your Zubat. I was like... The places I'm having to go to aren't where the Pokemon are at. And yeah. then. Should have been nonstop Goldines for your ass. Yeah, it <laughs> should have been. Brown, whatever the Brown Trout equivalent <laughs> is on Pokemon. The guy Rados. But, uh. <laughs> After you do like, what, 50, level 50 in that fucker or something? Look, is that what you were encountering? Was a Snorlax on top of a tower? But it was a Zubat instead? That is a uh, gem, yeah. Yeah, I'm already lost, so I, I feel Yeah, I've probably game. played this game more than any other game, as far as hours-wise. Uh, they go on to note, three years on, Pokemon Go is still here with loads more features, regular updates, stable servers, and millions of players worldwide. It's the first truly popular augmented reality game, and one that lays a foundation for many more to come. There's been the Harry Potter one, that one didn't really take off. Mm, the Dragon Quest one looks fantastic. We do not have that one yet. We don't, sad times. And one of our um, co- I wouldn't say co-listener, but a mutual person that we keep up with has totally dropped Pokemon Go in favor of the Dragon Quest walk. <laughs> co-listener. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Just somebody, we, industry person. Yeah, I totally would do the same if I was in this situation. I would try the Dragon Quests. Would you also attempt this? Probably not. No? No, I don't do cell phone games. They are. I tried. I'm like, uh, yeah. I got, a, I got too many other things going on in my life. 
I did see too, um, you know, people when this came out, they were arguing, you know, this isn't a real Pokemon game. We want a real Pokemon game, all this kind of stuff. When you look at the revenue that Pokemon Go has brought in, I saw this stat and I should have bookmarked it for this story. But uh, it's like, it's 10 times this generation, X and Y, Sun and Moon, Black and White, all those. It's like, it just shits all over those. Oh. And those are at $40 a pop when they sell. And they yeah. sell millions. It's not like they struggle. Yeah, but you only have to buy that, that $40 once. Yep. So that's that's where they're getting it from. But they rake it in in Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. So definitely, I've uh, spent money on it too. So. Definitely part of the future. It's not going away. All right, what was that, number five? All yep. right, we're in the top four. Here F4, we go. Huh. Let's go. Here we go, yep. Have we all played these so far? League of Legends. We, have, we know Legos. nothing about League I don't League even Legos. think I've installed League of Legends. Is, I that, played, a, is that a free game? Or you got to pay for that shit. I don't know. I can't even tell you. I, I, yeah. Is it PC only, or is there a console version? It's PC only. It's PC only. I know that much. Yeah. It's not even a thing where I added to the Is that a board library. game? Is it a board game? Uh, my experience with Dark Souls is very well documented on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Fuck Dark Souls and that first staircase with whatever that thing was. Mm-hmm. All right, number four, Kentucky Route Zero. Really? Crickets. Mm. Crickets. Um, I don't know anything about this. I so, feel like Laszlo Holmes. It's an adventure game. Okay. Um, I know they announced it coming out on Switch at some point. Because uh, they were waiting to finish all the acts. Apparently it's one of the best games of all time, though. The fourth best of this game. decade. Yeah, yeah. It's the fourth it's best of very, this decade. Very well written. Very well written. It's on my list, but I don't, I don't know if we... I don't know if the console versions actually came out yet. That's what I've been waiting Kentucky on. Kentucky Route Zero. Alright, it came out in 2013. Um, but I think the it was fit, incomplete. Is the fifth act. Was it episodic? Okay, yeah. that's what it seems like from this article. There's like a huge break in years. I don't know if it came Holy out. Holy shit! Okay, all right. Well, we we got to add that to our list and at least find something out about yeah. it. Yeah. Number three, we could have skipped on <laughs> Kentucky Route Zero. Number three, Spelunky. Okay. I was waiting for you to say something about chicken involved or something like that. Chicken what? Chicken <laughs> being involved in the Kentucky Route Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Kentucky Fried Route Zero. Uh, Spelunky. It is a difficult, roguelike, Dark Souls-ish, Metroidvania. <laughs> All the buzzwords. When did that come out? No. Oh, that had to have been pretty, a while back. It was pretty on I remember, so I was really listening to, I'm trying not to cheat and read the next two. Um, I remember coming out on Vita and PS3 because mm-hmm. the I was listening to the PlayStation podcast, the official one at that time, with like Sid Schumann and, oh, was uh, Ryan Clements on that one at that time? Probably. Yeah, and they would uh, they were hooked on this. They talked about it every week. Spelunky runs. I know. And all this uh, kind of what's stuff. his name off of IGN is all about it. Uh, Damon Hatfield. He's a fan. He's constantly talking about Spelunky. Did you ever play it? Scoop. Is that so? Uh, I got it for free at some point. Yeah, I got it on PS3. I got a physical copy on PS4, and I got a physical copy on Vita. It eventually came to the 360, I believe. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was free you, with that games with gold at one point. Can you play it on current gen? You can. Yeah. Okay. So it's PS4. backwards compatible and, that, and mm-hmm. there's a PS4 copy? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is it on Switch yet? There is a Spelunky game, but I don't think it's it's a lot. It's like Spelunker. It's not. Yeah, exactly. It's not the same thing. Yeah. It's a Square Enix game. Okay. All right. So it's another one to add to the list to have to play. Number two, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Now I'm coming around on this list. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm all right with this. Um, I th- We've talked about this game so much on this podcast. Exactly. I don't think we need to talk about it's. It's impact. If you haven't played it, get around to it. It's definitely worth it. All right. So what's number one? I haven't looked at it. What are you? What are we gonna go with number one of the last of the last of the 10 last years. decade? See, I, I I actually went into this thinking it was forever. 
Oh, God. No, no, no. So that's why I was so pissed off about this is 20, Fortnite. Yeah, this is 2010 <laughs> to 2019. Okay, so that it, makes a little more sense at this point. Was there a Call of Duty in there somewhere? Because I want to say Modern Warfare. It's going to be end up being like Grand Theft Auto Five or uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 or some shit. Grand Theft Auto Five yeah. sold a shit ton of yeah. copies. I don't know if they came up with a fucking game. I never heard Are of we going, it before. Uh, it, and again, is this list best of or most influential? Or what is this exactly? Just the defining top ten. Defining top. Yeah. Okay, that, that makes sense as well. For, Impactful, I guess. Of this also. decade. That's of what this decade. That also yeah. makes sense for Fortnite. I'll, I'll give it that. These are not the best games. There's better games than all of these. Yeah, I, a, I would argue there are better games than Breath of the Wild, but it is my, it has become my favorite game In the past 10 years, yeah, it's, it's, Breath of the Wild belongs on the list, at least in my opinion. For so, sure, for sure. As at any any sort of good list. But uh, yeah, uh, it's I'm, I'm with him. It's probably got to be Grand Theft Auto or something like that. Which is already when did Skyrim nice. come out? Could Skyrim be number one? It's come out on everything. It but It was within the last decade. But yeah. would you put it up there as far as influence? And better it's than just Breath of the Wild? It's going to be Grand Theft Auto 5. Yeah, as many copies as that thing sold. Is that what we're going with? All right, I'm about to. I scroll. gotta, I gotta agree. I'm about to scroll, y'all ready? Let's do it. Nope. Minecraft. Minecraft. What the fuck? Huh? <laughs> all right, another game I've never. I mean, played Mine- before. Minecraft is uh one of the best selling games of all time. So. All right, so now I have to know. And it has infinite replayability. Oh my God, Skyrim's number fifty. Holy shit. And sea what? of Thieves is above Skyrim. How is this possible? <laughs> no Man's Sky. Russell's right the whole time. Fallout New Vegas. Hold on. I want to see like 11. Uh, PUBG came in at 11. Okay. We put some mad hours into that. It's mm-hmm. one of my defining ones from this past. Uh, Return of the Obra Dinn, number 12. Nice. 13 is Gone Home. 14 is Super Mario 3D World. Okay. 15 is Everything. I always see that like everything is two ninety nine on Steam. I know. People that always throws me off here. Uh, Near Automata is number 16. Okay. 17 is Persona 4 Golden. Yeah. 18 is Her Story. 19 is Overwatch. I would have figured that would have been higher. That has a mm. huge global impact. Uh, 20 is Journey. Journey's up there. 21 is Counter-Strike Go. 22, Stardew Valley. 23, Rocket League. That could have been a big one. 24, Towerfall. Yeah, Towerfall. The Uyah's best game. It's the best game. And they already put Outer Wilds at 25. That came out this year. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's really good. I played like 20 minutes of it. Florence. Florence, number 29. Mm. I'm just kind of skimming through here. What was the game I was looking for that I was... Oh, oh we yeah. thought GTA Five was number one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they put both Red Dead Redemptions together at 35. Mm, that's not fair. Titanfall 2, Destiny 2, <laughs> God of Wars at 38. How's GTA Five so low? When did it come out on PS3 and 360? It's been within the past mm. 10 years. Yeah, it's... It's, it's, it's yeah. after the... It first was after one. Skyrim, so... Red Dead Redemption, so they put the collection on there. FIFA 17 is number 45. That's when they started doing the journey and all that. Loot boxes? Alright, I have to... I have to know now. You have to know. Yeah, I when, didn't want to go through the whole list, but... When no, GTA have, is on I there? have to know where GTA is at. There's Cesar's Virginia at Maybe 100. Maybe it's not. Life is Strange, Slay the Spire, Fire Emblem Three Houses, Mario Maker, Cuphead... Cuphead should have been higher. Edith Finch, Total War, Device 6, The Walking Dead. That's a big one. We're going through the whole list, guys. Resident Evil 7. Control made the top 100. That's excellent. I'll be picking that up here very soon. I know you enjoyed Paper, Please, Cesar. Flappy Bird. All right, I guess I'll look at this later. It's probably not good radio. Well, it may not be on the list because these seem to be... Influential games. Oh, well, there you go. GTA wow. Online is number 65. Uh, okay. It's funny how they just don't say five. Last of Us. 
Death wow. Stranding's already on there. Wow, no GTA Five. It's crazy. Huh. Interesting. I guess it just perfected the formula, and it wasn't that much of a. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't groundbreaking by any means. Mm-hmm. It was... But online was. But I would have put online higher than that. They already got Death Stranding on there. That's the this thing about these lists. They're never going to be perfect. So. That's true. All right, listeners, send us your uh, your top ten most influential lists or uh, games from the past ten years. See what you think. Mm. We should come up with our own and share them. Uh, that seems pretty on the money, though. A lot of that stuff they listed on there was a lot of stuff that people... As far as influential goes, yeah. yeah. I can agree with that. I don't think there's anything you mentioned on there that I haven't been like, huh? The only thing I would come up with is uh, like our own, the, our own influences. Like PUBG would probably be... Yeah, like a personal influence. Yeah, PUBG would be one or two for me as far as like the battle royale genre and time spent and friends and all that kind of stuff. I gotcha. All right. We're done with that? Y'all yep. want to go into games played? <laughs> it's over. Yeah, I got a short one. The list is GD2. finally done. Yeah, I guess we'll talk about Death Stranding at the end. Michael, you didn't get Death Stranding? No, I got a bunch of other stuff. So I guess I can run through mine real quick so you guys can get around to okay. Stranding the Death all over the place. <laughs> That's basically, you just you just summarized it. Are you sure you didn't play it? You got I, all the I, death. I, I want to play that Rick and Morty version of Death Stranding. Oh, the little cartoon clip? Yeah. It looks crazy, right? <laughs> Try to eat the baby. <laughs> so everything I played is just a... Uh, a, a a Switch version of another game, except for Luigi's Mansion 3. Which is just a Switch which version I'll of say, a GameCube game. I'll say last to lead into Cesar, so. Okay. Uh, Hat in Time, got for Switch. Uh, I also have an Xbox One, um, and I've played on PC. This uh, is a platformer, right? This is a platformer. Um, so, I, I I like this. I don't like it as much as everybody else. But it's it's it has a very sort of Mario Sunshine vibe to it. Uh, the humor's really good. I will say, in regards to the Switch version in particular... Uh, it needs it needs some work. Really? Um, it's a struggle. It's a little chuggy. Not too bad. It plays fine. But like uh, as far as um, like the splash screens for the loading screens, mm-hmm. they are very JPEGy, and it's like, ooh, this looks really bad. Maybe um, they don't want to spend resources on you know. I guess, screen. but those are like huge splash screens that are on like all the loading screens. They should uh, have made them a little more high res than that. Why aren't uh, loading screens more interactive? Like when I play Symphony of the Night, I still mess around with the now loading banner. Like, I gotcha. why, didn't, why didn't they give us something to do? I don't necessarily have to have something to do, but I don't. It looks rough, and also like I've noticed a lot of the, um, like the environments, they're yeah. very. Everything's still there, but they're definitely toned down as far as like density. Yeah. Um, you played this on PS4, I think, on this show, or maybe it was just you talking about it. Yeah, I played. Uh, I beat it long ago. Did it have references to other games? Like, didn't they have subtle? Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's a very. A lot of the influences from the Mario games, the yeah, 3D, okay. 3D platformer Mario. I thought there was referential stuff like you know Indiana Jones's whip or something, and it had a weird Nothing item like description. That. It wasn't that game. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm thinking of something else. But it's enjoyable. Uh, if you're gonna get it on Switch, though, I might wait a while just because for a patch. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still very playable. Uh, get it on something else, though, unless you just gotta have it portable. Yeah. Um, I wanted a physical copy. And they had it on Switch, and I was like, cool, why not? Let's Speaking go of for it. Switch patches. Is Bloodstain on sale still? I, I, no, I don't think it's it is. It's not on sale anymore? Or unless it went back on sale. Yeah, no. I don't know. It was at a GameStop of the day deal. That's all it was? Yeah, that was like 18 bucks. They keep flip-flopping it back and forth at uh, Best Buy, um, whether it's on sale or off sale. Yeah, well, it's still 30 at Best Buy. What is that? There's two SKUs. No, the other one's a limited Oh, yeah, that, that's the 8-bit one. Curse, Curse of, the of the Moon. Moon. Yeah. Yep. All right, a little sidebar. Uh, Leighton's Mystery Journey, Catriel something-something. It's got a super long title. 
I just put Layton's Mystery Journey. That's, that's all I will type then. <laughs> that's when fine. I do the show notes. That's the uh, that's the one that came out for 3ds say, two years ago. Okay. Um, it's where you play as uh, Layton's daughter. I didn't finish this one because I didn't find it as interesting, but the puzzles are still good. This is pretty much as far as I can tell the phone version of the game. Oh, it also came out for mobile. It also came out for mobile, uh, but it looks a little bit better, a little cleaner, and you have forty new puzzles. So uh, yeah, I'm always down for these sort of games. So. Where does this fall in the lore of? It is uh, uh, well, this is, she's an adult woman, so this is well past anything that's in the main series. Okay. Uh, I love the main series though, and there's there's rumor that uh, Curious Village might be coming to Switch because it's also on mobile. That was the first one, right? That kicked Correct. off the whole series. Okay. Yeah, I've beaten all of them except for uh, this one and. Um, I, I didn't beat the Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright. The crossover yeah. one they did. Oh, I've gotten damn close multiple times. I don't know what's stopping me. I just need to. F- it's like a difficult puzzle or something. No, I just I just lose interest or something. I don't know. Oh. It, it, the story of that one, I guess they're trying to rely so much on. Ooh, look! It's Professor Layton and Phoenix Wright. Gotcha. It doesn't seem as compelling. Gotcha. Where uh, normal Layton games have a very compelling plot usually. And uh, well, well, not lastly. Uh, but it's close to lastly, New Super Lucky's Tale came out for Switch, mm. uh, which I didn't plan on picking up, but I just, why not? I yeah. don't know. I just, There's in, a demo for it I've downloaded, but I haven't tried it by, yet. Which I did beat on Xbox One okay. uh, back, was it like two years ago? I guess it was a launch title for Xbox One X is one of the first in the X Enhanced games. It was, wasn't it? Is this a port of that one, or is it a new game? It is a port, but it has all the DLC, and it has several uh, improvements Uh primarily the thing that i've noticed the biggest is yeah. the camera is so much better over the one x one yeah so the camera is way better um also like pits and stuff like that they're not just like some black void they actually like look like they go somewhere i okay. mean you'll still die but uh you'll still die you'll still die you see the bottom of but it but there are parts that are missing uh you have a couple new moves but they're like very basic you don't really need a moves uh like he can uh like slide on the ground now okay um I'm gonna have to try out that. The demo. primary thing, though, and if you're if you haven't played the game, you know, I, I would say if you've played the Xbox one, and you didn't really care for it that mm-hmm. much. Don't bother. If you did, uh, and and you're like, man, I'd, I'd like to play the Switch version is definitely a way to go. Okay, uh, it doesn't look as good resolution wise, but there's a lot of little improvements to it. The camera alone makes it worth the purchase. I know you played on One X. Did you? Uh, were you a fan of Assessor, The Lucky's Tale? Yeah, we talked about it several weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was just something like a. Turn off my mind and just go through. Yeah, it's, through. it's not inherently difficult at all. It's such a weird franchise because wasn't it a, a Oculus VR exclusive? The first like, one was. Yeah. yeah, and now went to Xbox as a One X launch title, and now it's on Switch. And now and, we're here. And Doug Bowser tweeted about it that he was playing it. So I'm, yeah, um, I think they have some sort of cross commotion thing because uh, several okay. of the well, I don't really watch streamers that much, but uh, a couple of the streamers I know mm-hmm. were like, hey. We're going to play, uh, and they're Nintendo streamers, they're like, we're going to play Lucky's Tale and give away codes mm. provided by Nintendo, and I'm just like, okay. Yeah, I haven't played this one at all, but uh, from when the reviews I'm reading, they said this is what they consider the definitive version. Oh, cool. It's yeah. better. It's Good definitely deal. better. Um, There's a demo on the Japanese eShop if you don't want to mess with the buying the full I'm, copy. I might just pick it up. I think it's like, what, it's one of the $33 ones at Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. So God bless Walmart for giving us GCU pricing. <laughs> there you go. I keep it on the tradition alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and lastly, the most of what I played throughout this week, because all these games came out uh, Friday. Uh, uh, Which you put on Instagram. Well done with the picture. Yeah, yeah same day as Death Stranding. Uh, the lady at the counter gave me a weird look when I wasn't buying that. <laughs> when you just, didn't get Death Stranding. I'm just like, look, I can't buy everything. I like being able to talk about new releases like we do. So uh, I figured Death Stranding was making enough money. I'd 
throw a bomb to the little guys. But uh, anyway, so Luigi's Mansion 3. I've been playing the crap out of that. I'm done with it. Uh, I finished it, uh, was it last night? Night before last? I don't know, I texted you. Yeah. I uh, beat it right at, I think it was like it 11 hours? just a little over, I was like 11 hours and 3 minutes. Okay, that's not too long. No. Uh, and it never overstayed its welcome? Uh, there are two levels in particular I was I got kind of annoyed with, and okay. I, it didn't make me want to stop. Well, actually, it did make me want to stop, but I, I was going to struggle. Uh, make sure you don't ruin anything. So no, it's getting, no, I'm not going to close to the end. I'm not going to spoil anything. Okay. I mean, I'm, uh, on, I'm on the ninth floor. Okay. So, I haven't got to the second basement area yet. We'll okay, so it up soon. Basement um, two is irritating. Really? Because uh, you're on this like raft, and uh, the tenth floor. So the next two things you do are those levels are annoying, and the reason they're annoying is they use mechanics that are exclusive to those levels. Uh, uh, I hate when games do that, and they it rarely goes well. They're not perfect; like mm-hmm. they they work, but eh, they're they're fiddly to say the least. So uh, usually in games, it's a stealth mission that they throw in yeah. out of nowhere. Like what the fuck? I'm not playing a stealth game or. An escort mission. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, no, I did. I've never had to protect somebody before. And because those this? are back to back, because you have to play B two and then ten. Okay. Because they're back to back, I'm thinking, oh god, the rest of this game is going to be annoyingly frustrating. But after that, it actually gets better again, and I'm like, cool, awesome. Not that those are terrible. Yeah. Uh, by any means, but they do have more frustrating moments than any of the rest of the game. Um, and they actually send you back to B two later, but you don't have to do the same bull hunky that okay. you had to do the first cool. time. So. Uh, but yeah, no, I can't say uh, enough good things about the game. The animation work alone is just fantastic how vibrant everybody is. And God bless the people over at Next Level. They just I've heard it's like did some amazing Pixar stuff with that. Almost, it's so beautiful. It looks. That's crazy. It's so beautiful. Are you playing handheld or do you play on screen? Or I actually played it? quite a bit uh, on screen, but then I switched over to the Switch Lite at night and okay. played it handheld. Uh, I actually prefer it handheld, uh, weirdly enough. Yeah. Like it just... It, it works. I actually use the GameCube controller. Uh, ah. Tried it out because I have the you know the power ray ones or yeah. whatever. So, and it actually works pretty damn cool. good with that too. That, uh, feel, that feels right playing Luigi's Mansion. It, on it does actually controller. feel pretty good. Um, the Perfect. only thing that's a little off is like a what like the flashlight button. It's a bit in a weird spot on that right. one, but you used to it. Are you using your Switch and Switch Lite like Cesar is with the kind of like the home console version versus the portable yeah, pretty, one? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I've been actually playing my Switch Lite and, uh, you know, when I get ready to go to sleep. Yeah. So that's, it's all been Luigi's Mansion and like it just started up being um, uh, Layton's Mystery Taco Bell, whatever. Taco Bell's filler word when I don't remember. I, I know. I'm, we've picked up on that. <laughs> I'm tempted on the Switch Lite every time I see one of you guys. Uh, it looks like a great handheld. It it, it 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 does. It feels it feels really good. Especially, yeah. you don't realize how big the original Switch is until you're, until you have to like go back yeah. and forth, and you're like, man, that thing is huge. Honking. It's not very portable. Yeah. So. You have to almost like be dedicated to. Yeah, but the, as far as the Switch Lite, like you know, played in the bed, it's great. It's perfect. Awesome. So, that's it. For Luigi's me. Mansion Three. Cesar, what do you think of Luigi's Mansion Three? I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah. Uh, my favorite levels, uh, the eighth floor, which um, that's the puzzle one where you have to do the film crew where you end up doing the yes. kaiju the vin where you're fighting like a godzilla s type thing that is sound that sounds awesome that is that is great um, like a pacific rim style but then that one you have to there's like four different areas four different sound stages so you have to do a puzzle that requires you to get a megaphone and 
it doesn't hold your hand and tell you what to do, so mm-hmm. you got to kind of go that, that one did one stump me for a little while, did it? yeah, and look at it and figure it out. And so I, I like how it's, uh, it has some difficulty in there, but it's not too hard. It's like okay. after a while, like oh, okay, the only difference is I got to take this item with me to get this whole pattern started, and then you okay. see the pattern and go through it. So it doesn't inherently tell you like you need this item to get it, everything started, but that's floor uh, eight. Yeah, eight four. I, uh, so it, it left you room to figure out what the issue was. And yeah, I mean, I, I like when games respect your ability. to I will put say, those when you get around to it, I'd be surprised if you didn't get stumped a little bit on that. That was the, probably the first time I got a little. I was like, whoa, man, this okay. is a serious puzzle. It's floor eight. Eighth floor, yeah. I'll keep my eyes out for And then, there, you know, some of the boss battles, too. So, I mean, they're not hard. Sometimes you got to sit there and look at them like, okay, where do I attack this guy at? And, mm-hmm. I mean, it does take a couple bits. minutes, yeah. And you're like, okay, it's at this point. And then you just got to kind of fuck around until cool. you figure out. They're uh, generous with hearts, though, like, you know, as far as that sort of thing. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I've used the golden uh, bone yet where it springs back from the dead, so. I did not use mine until the... Tenth floor, I think. These aren't inherently hard, difficult games. Mm-hmm. Bowser gave us fits on the GameCube one. Oh, yeah. I was just trying to figure out what the fuck to do with him. It was a weird. That was a weird battle. Most of the time, the the the, the bosses, like he said, have they have a gimmick to mm-hmm. them or like a thing you have to do, right. but they telegraph it pretty well. Okay. Or there's stuff in the environment. You're like, okay, then. I, there's I, enough I context clues in the way the boss moves or whatever. Or you, yeah, you know, the, you know there's something you got to do at that point, and yeah. you just got to figure out, like, okay, do I use the plunger, or do I use the flashlight, or mm-hmm. do I use the strobe light? I mean, it Plunger's just, new. What, what does the plunger do? I mean, you just shoot a plunger, you grab it with the vacuum cleaner, and you're just able to throw items. That's I think cool. Michael mentioned that last week. Yeah, yeah, there's one move that I that I kept forgetting about is the move with the uh, where you press both the triggers and you shoot yourself up in the air. Yeah, the I, I keep forgetting one. I have that. There's yeah. some enemies you got to do the explosion thing on there, especially if there's bats that surround you and mm-hmm. attack you constantly because you can't get out of it unless you do that. Yeah, and sometimes you need Guiji for certain things and like. Because you're not used to have. I mean, you use them a lot, but it, you know, if you haven't used them for a while, like, I have to be like, oh yeah, shit, I right. have Luigi. I have another character yeah. that I can control too. But yeah, some of the stuff I see in it is cool. Like on the eighth floor, there's um, when you go through the movie studios around the movie theater, they mm-hmm. have all the posters from all the next level games done before. Mm-hmm. Like the, that's awesome. Punch out the Mario so- Soccer one. And punch okay. out. Yeah. And that's cool. If you yeah. uh, rip down the uh, Punch Out poster, there's a boxing glove you can get behind it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm, a lot of that stuff, you just go in there. I'm usually just going in there with my uh, flashlight, just running circles until I see something just like, just light it'll, up. It'll scan when yeah, you Okay. and then you know what to go at. So, cool. I mean, there's stuff on there you'll see on there, like there's a piece of the carpet that's floated, um, folded up. You can, you know, you have to suck it up, and there's a gem under there. So, I mean, there's... So much money in this game. <laughs> really? I think I'm at like 23000 right yeah. now. Yeah. I, I ended the game, I think, with like... 42 or something like that, 42,000. I had to buy two of those gold... I, I died a total of three times. They give you one gold bone and I okay. bought twice. So. The bones are like 1,000, I think. Everything yeah, exactly. in here is 1,000. I mean, because you use those, even if you get the... You have to find booze in there, and you can find um, gems, and they give you like those uh, Virtual Boy cartridges to find those on certain levels. I love so. that they used the Virtual Boy. It's so awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I'm just taking my time with it and, yeah. and play a little bit and stop. Michael, since you beat it, rank the Luigi's Mansion games. Well, one has a nostalgia trip. That's the thing. So that has like, a factor to it. Yeah, so it's one of the few games I beat this year. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I it's it's really hard to, but but I think three is a, a more enjoyable game. Okay. So as a game, but I don't know. It, it's a tie between one and three, and then of course two, and I like two. I think three is a, the best test case now that they can do this into a franchise. 
True. I yeah. think if the third one was like like the second one, where it was kind of like the, the the third one was a. I like the second one, but the third one's definitely an evolved version of the second one. They well, they, they took they right took direction. everything from the second one that worked. That, yeah, that yeah. worked, and, and they, they left they, behind they, everything that didn't. Yeah. So. This is the reason I like talking to MPD and looking at sales figures and things like that because apparently this one is selling really, really well. And it, I mean, who would have thought like Luigi's Mansion was almost like the poster child for how childish and garbage the GameCube was at, at that time. Like we, all, we all bought it and enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but it was panned because it wasn't a Mario game. Mm-hmm. And it was just an example of this kitty system and it's going to be in that top 10 MPD most likely. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's interesting to see a game in that series and just how far that company and that that series has come and they've stuck with that this title you know it's not it's not flagship nintendo i guess you could say but next level has definitely taken that mm-hmm. that banner and flown it for them you know the, the sad thing is i don't mean you kind of kicked around um playing death stranding together or streaming that or somehow yep. but i think we would have been better off if we did luigi's mansion 3 really i noticed that when i was going through it was and like, the ah, co-op bits no, I don't know about the co-op bits, but just yeah. doing like kind of like we did with the first one, just handing out the controller at certain yeah. points. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I've been having that much fun with it, so. Damn, that would have been a good one. Because yeah. that's one of my defining gaming long. memories is playing is playing Luigi's Mansion with you in that one playthrough. We oh, just, God, we just sat down and beat it. Random Tumblr we put up there. Is that the only Tumblr post out there? It was. Yeah. And my, oh, we got to go back and find that. Yeah. I will say, I, I kind of, I, I still want to play this game even though I'm done with it. So, I mean, that's, okay. that's a testament to how enjoyable it is. Are there any so. other maps coming, like any mansion levels or co-op experience, or is there any post uh, It ends release? pretty definitively. I mean, okay. I, I don't know if it leaves room for DLC. So. If somebody out there can do the Lord's work and string together a video with all the times that Luigi says no in that thing. He says no a lot? Is I, that his I'm default? I'm constantly like, posting that on there. Every time he goes like, no. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter, every time I see it, because I'm like, this is killing me. I have to see it later. You just want like a six-hour YouTube video of it's uh, him like Luigi going, no, cuts. Like, no, no. They're no. My, I think my favorite one is I didn't record, but I thought it was pretty funny was when the uh, Luigi got something, and he was like, yeah. And he got it. He's like, yeah. And then Luigi like, <laughs> looked like he farted and woke himself awake. He's like, yeah, I did it. And then he went back to sleep again. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why did that happen? Well, because it can't, uh, when you use Luigi, like, Luigi falls asleep. You can't okay. do them both at the same okay. time. But it's like, whatever, at that point, when they first get something, it's like, you just like, yeah, I did it, and they went back to sleep. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Did y'all see that tweet I tagged you in where the Nintendo of America explained the Luigi lore? Oh, yeah. Like, how they created him, and they, they used the first Luigi's Mansion to train him on the... I saw that. <laughs> the show like, was funny as hell. No, I was like, I refuse to acknowledge this nonsense. You don't want the I'll Luigi lore? Like, mm-hmm. You do want the Luigi lore? <laughs> I just shook my head and just like I pretend I never got the tweet. I was like, yeah. Russell said that sweet, sweet Luigi. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. All right, let's talk some. Uh, I played Modern. That's all your games played, sir. Oh, I also played Modern. Warfare. Um, yeah, because yeah, I mean, we're gonna talk about Death Stranding. I mean, that, I'm, yeah. I, I play a bunch of games. I just these are the only ones I'm. I'm mostly. Put I think a lot that's. Of time in there. I think that's best to discuss like week on week. Did you have any updates for your long term ones? Um, putting a lot of uh, Trails of Cold Steel 2 I'm almost done with that one I got a lot of time in Shinmu 1 I'm almost done with that one but yeah. yeah you said you were going to start up a Shinmu 1 playtime awesome yeah, I'm the, almost done with it the clock's getting you though people are kicking you out of shops and shit like that when I was in that fuck yeah I was fucking that I forgot where I was at it's like 9 o'clock I'm talking to somebody and it's like I saw it on there it hits 9 o'clock and I'm just they just stopped talking to me and then I <laughs> yeah. talked to him again it's like sorry we're closed and it just threw me out and then the gate started fucking closing Baker, down get out of here and I was like what the fuck and I'm like I guess I can only do bars at this point. So yeah. I was oh, like, man. I need you to be more efficient with the time. They will literally do that to you and kick you out? Yeah. That's crazy. I forgot I forgot they will, yeah. Cause that was the real-time thing. Yeah. Real eyes or it's something? It's fucking apprehensive trying to follow a guy to get all the trophies. And I'm like, you got to do this at a certain time. And somebody's like, shh, 
Just fucking talk. Stop talking. There's only really like, three missable ones, I'd say, as long as you kind of play the game normally. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. I'm almost done. Yeah. Uh, I think we should I be playing that one together, because I've never, yeah. never played through Shinra. Yeah, I was like fifth or sixth time I'm going through, but I haven't gone through in the last couple of years, so... Mm-hmm. You're playing on the HD collection? Mm-hmm. The I remasters? Think, I think I got, I got one for every console That's now. the best since, way to play, yeah. Since we have the the PC one we got from the Humble Bundle. So. They did give us the PC one. Mm-hmm. That's this month, right? There's a good mod for the PC last one to make yeah. it look better. It was last month along with... Uh, that's the one they threw right at the end. I was like, oh, oh my shit. god. Yeah. That's when we got Crash and Spyro yeah. and Call of Duty World War II and all that shit. You saw they're changing that thing now, too. It's I like, think I'm going to stick with the classic one. Well, I'm, we're grandfathered in. I think once yeah. we get out, we're done with classic. I don't think we can get I'll, back in there. I'll probably stick with From it. From what I was reading in there, it's like you're, we're grandfathered in the classic. Yeah. But I think once we jump out the pool, you so the new have... the new bundle, you pick your games that you want mm. instead of the... It seems like better tier ones that they'll give you. But they raised the price for the same one we're in, like 20 bucks. So It's 20 now? Not for us. We we're in a classic. twelve ninety nine. Yeah, because we're grandfathered in. Holy shit, I need to so, hold that. But if you want to keep the 10, do- the, 10, the 10 games a month, yeah, it's now 20 bucks. Okay. So, But if, I think uh, going going towards the, the tweet I was reading on there, we're grandfathered in the classic. I don't think you can choose classic unless you're already a part of the subscription. Gotcha. And you it was already a good value. So I'm just gonna. I, I was gonna quit, but I'm like, I'm just gonna leave it in there. Yeah, we're getting good titles from it. It's building up our library. Sure, I'll get Soul Calibur Six on PC. Yeah, uh, <laughs> why not? Yeah. Um, my two games played are Call of Duty: Modern Warfare and Death Stranding. We've been playing a lot more. Um, I figured out my favorite modes in Modern Warfare. Like Team Deathmatch is okay because we play it on hardcore, so there's no like no maps or anything like that, and you can't you can't really tell what's going on, and it's. It's more realistic. I end up shooting my teammates a lot more, which is a side effect of that, I guess. But um, the the matches I'm, I'm really enjoying, there's two modes, Search and Destroy and uh, Cyber Attack. And they all are strategic as far as like either capturing an objective or defending a position. or There's like multi-tiers to each encounter. And it, uh, like I said last week, this is scratching that PUBG itch of working with teammates and trying to like, you know, I'll hug left, I'll hug right. Um, we'll couple, die together. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, we were playing around. I don't think it was team deathmatch. I think it was capture. It was. Um, it wasn't cyber attack. It was search and destroy. And I kept going. We were fanning out. We were playing. I can't remember the name of the map, but we were fanning out, trying to spread out across the map and have even coverage to defend the objective. Right. So I went left, and the first two times I went left, there's a storage container that you can walk through, and the whole entire other team was at the other end of the storage container. And I got taken down. I'm letting my team know, like, hey, they're over here. But you never know round to round what's going to happen. So the second round, I take the same route. I'm like, they're not coming back there. There's a whole fucking team, and they take me out. I'm like, okay, this, <laughs> there's four guys over here out I'm of this. seeing a six. trend here. Yeah. And so uh, I got a teammate for the third one because you go in, I think it was rounds of three, you go in, and then you switch sides. And uh, the, that same, you can't just plant some C4 there before the match. Before the match and do it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the same, everybody up. they took they took me and my teammate out. Like he was like, "Damn, they, you weren't kidding over here. It's tough." And we never got we never got that left side of the map. Uh, be like me when I do perfect dart, just throw a laptop gun in the bathroom and just wait. Yep, the sentry gun and just let them take them out. <laughs> That's what I did with a uh, splinter cell. One of, one of the splinter cells online. Everyone would always go in the same fucking vent, so I just planted mines in the vent. Really? Just get kills the whole map. <laughs> the whole the whole map. There was a multiplayer to one of those. Uh, it was splinter cell double agent on the original Xbox. Okay. Yeah, it was just like spies, all spies, the, spies, yeah. mercs type. Yeah, but it was, all, it was all spies. Okay. Yeah. And they would always go in the same area. Man, God bless the laptop gun. <laughs> I want another perfect dark. 
They said Rare's going to be at that XO19 hey. thing. You think we'll see something from Perfect Dark? Banjo. Let's do it. Launch title. Oh, God, the last Perfect Dark launch title was Butthole. It ruined that whole launch for that system hey, for me. Hey, they can only go up, right? Yeah, it can only get better than Perfect Dark Zero Fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. The I full remember finding that game up. The game still looks rough. It was, it's garbage. It looks okay on 4K, but it plays like ass. You want a fun game. All right, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, that's it on that. Uh, I'm two missions away now from beating the campaign. Okay. I'm still enjoying the campaign. There's some uh, nah. There's some. There's some moments in there. We talked about that yeah, last week. I stopped. I was like, I'm done with this. You quit on it. Yeah, I was like, no. Cesar, when you get time, <laughs> definitely work this campaign in. I think it's your cup of tea. I think you'll yeah. like the story bits and everything, too. It has good moments, I'll say. It has great moments. I like it a lot. I like the characters are super relatable. Like, I know the characters in a Call of Duty game. That doesn't often mm. happen. Yeah, I will say it, it does better with that than any other mm-hmm. Call of Duty game has. Um, and the other game I picked up last night, Cesar, you pick it up as well. Uh, we're playing The Strandings of the Deaths on PlayStation 4. Mm. And I'm a Fucking PS4 Pro finally doesn't make that fucking jet engine noise anymore, so I'm happy. I still have to play mine with the headphones. I never really heard it over the headphones last night, though. But this is a quiet one. This one's super quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so the oh, word so is the, out. It's this a is new the, model. This so, is the yeah. model to get. It doesn't sound like a jet engine. So you got the full Death Stranding Experience. console and everything. <laughs> How's the yellow PP controller? You like it? I left it in the bag through and left it in the box. I'll never use it. You're not so. messing with the controller? Yeah, yeah. That console looks good, though, with the handprints and stuff. So what do you think? We're um, you said you're about an hour ahead of me. This is my jam. I like this game a lot. I really do. <laughs> I like I, this, really, this is one of the best things I ever played in my life. Yeah, there's a. I so I stayed. Do you want to know a little bit about the game? I'm gonna. Talk I'm not about gonna it. remember. So go for it. So the <laughs> biggest surprise for me was the mechanics. Like I, I went dark on this game after those first couple trailers. I didn't want to know anything about it. I started hearing all the crazy names of characters and stuff, and I was like, "Fuck this! I'm I'm just gonna go dark on this and, and be surprised." Um, I knew about the postal delivery thing and all. I didn't know about the mechanics with the terrain and stuff. And I could see where this would piss people off. But I really like the control of speed and like trying to keep Norman Reedus from stumbling and then trying to correct your... I don't know. I don't with, know how to with, explain it. With the left and right triggers. Cause yeah. Because like, you're, you're a porter. You're carrying packages. You're delivering packages. And you have to maintain the weight on your body. So there's a certain max amount of weight you can have on there. I haven't hit but that point yet, so it doesn't explain that at all. But right. I, I figured that part out because I saw okay. when you pick it up stuff, you see like there's a bottom number and a top number, and it rises yeah. as it gets up on there. He just throws it on his back, but you can also hold stuff, stuff on your chain. side, and I think that helps with the this balance sounds of the so character. Sounds so fucking stupid. I explained so, this. <laughs> it, it, it's pretty good, man. I, I got to the point where um, after I made uh, a said delivery, where I'm going back to a said location, mm-hmm. um, is after the point where you're at. Okay. So there, at that point, I'm like I'm hauling ass. I'm running through. And so I'm just running through the terrain, and then there's a you can do jump and then double jump. So I'm just like flying across the terrain. Awesome! And, I, and I'm like, it's this is pretty cool. You don't have to awesome. worry about the whole balance mechanic, but because um, you're not carrying stuff. Yeah. Okay. After a said mission that you're working on, but um. Oh god, I'm glad you saw where I was at. <laughs> I was like, I don't even have to say anything. I'll just pull up the PlayStation yeah. and show you where I put it in sleep mode at, and you'll know instantly what's happening. But this shit is my jam. Uh, this is like um the environment reminds me a lot like uh, Oblivion, that sci-fi movie. I love sci-fi movies. This, is, this seems like a lot like sci-fi movies. The whole uh, yep. you know I love indie music. Yeah, there's points in there yep. where he's walking around. They're just playing indie music. It's in the just background. random. It's like real artists. It's just random songs yeah. that play. It's very movie esque. The voice capture, the motion capture has been top tier. Yeah. I still don't know what's going on with the story. I have no fucking clue. I love how um, vague it is. Yeah, but you, you, it's enough where it keeps you interested. And you can oh, piece, yeah. piece some of it together. Like, okay, I get what what um, Dooms is, and I get what uh, yeah. I, I know what it is without them having to explain what Dooms is. And, right. You know, I even figured out how he got his name. I'm like. Well, that's fucking dumb. I mean, they didn't tell you, but I'm looking at it like you're looking around like, oh, 
Oh, okay. And you put it together. I may so, not have put that together yet then, maybe. You'll you'll see it. With, I want to remember it for you, but there's a point where you see there's, I mean, it, why he has that generic-ass fucking name. But, okay. Um, the characters are great. Uh, I'm trying to figure out, like, where they fit into the lore and the world, and there's already been some catastrophic stuff happen with the truck, and... Like, yeah. where are the handprints coming from? Where, like, what are those? I don't, I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. It's always fascinating. The baby is has made an appearance. The BB, and they don't really explain. Just like we were talking about the Luigi's Mansion mechanics, they don't hold your hand with a lot of stuff and explain. There's not like tutorials everywhere. The tutorials seem to be in the loading screens, like very old school. You know, I mean, it tells you when you go through the gameplay mechanics. It's the only tutorials that tells you, like, hey, you know, use right trigger when you're going, you're losing balance. Use left yep. trigger, you know. Use this to set a, a fucking waypoint, which never works for me because it always my waypoint line always goes through some area I can't go through, and I'm like, oh, that was pointless. It doesn't. So, it doesn't give you like a route. It does A to B. It does like what you it'll cut tell you straight to do across it. Yeah. whatever you tell it to yeah. do. Yeah. It, it tells you. I'm like, I'm looking at it like, all right, that was pointless. It's like an old school compass almost, like yeah. a, a pre-Oblivion Elder Scrolls Skyrim type thing where it doesn't really give you a route. But outside of that, uh, to describe that game is a lot of traversing. The landscape, um, which know. is interesting. I knew that was going to be part of it, but the physics of like rock, water on rocks makes him control differently, and you have to you have to vary your like how you're carrying stuff and everything. What I can tell, and we haven't gotten that far story wise, is a lot of that fits on the way the character is from what I got on there. Okay, so like you'll you'll see some more story bits in there, and the way that he is kind of fits the way that the game is played, and I think that's the reason why it was made this way. Okay. So. But we can discuss once we get on there. But you know, this, so fucking good so far. This, I, I like it, and I don't. I can't quite pinpoint what exactly. This is, it is. my cup of tea. These are like yeah. these are like the type of movies I like to watch. Yes. So I like looking at that. I already see themes going in there. So there's certain things I can tell. There's a theme that fits in there with between the BB and it fits with um, Sam. Okay. Um, I mean, you'll see. There's a he lot of stuff I can sit here and talk about this for the next 40, 40 minutes. If I he want hasn't to. interacted with it very much. I think yeah. I just got the other dude's BB. There, there's a lot of good shit, man. Uh, it's, this is my this is my bag. I love movies, so I love this shit. It's more like I was. It's a Kojima game. I was thinking more of a Metal Gear experience, and it to me, it's more of a Shadow of the Colossus or Ico experience. You get that vibe? An artsier game than like a Metal Gear, but it has the Metal Gear fucking cutscenes and story and characters. It has, it has the cinematics for like Metal Gear. Yeah. yeah. Cause already he, has, he has that same uh, weirdness with the Metal Gear 2 where I, this one's like maybe even weirder than Metal Gear because I mean yeah. a lot of the backstories for those characters were like okay and you kind of see where they are this one is like they throw you right in the middle of the yeah. store and you have no background yeah. of what's going on Dead Man and what was the other one Dead Man and then um, the one that was Die with Hard the president Man. Die, Die Hard, Hard Man, Man. Yeah. with this mask thing and the the mask has like a hinge at the jaw, and you can see where the mask moves up and down when he's talking. This is some, the it's, character design. It's is interesting. So good. And then, like you see why, and then you see fragile, and then um, I met fragile one time, and I don't really know anything about Mama. At the very beginning, when you do the first delivery drop off, she talks to you. Um, Was she the red dress? No. In that cutscene. I don't want to go because that's spoilers. But no, okay. she's the one where you make the first delivery, and she's kind of like, "Where were you?" Okay. Yeah. She's yeah, yeah, yeah. The hologram. The hologram with the glasses. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just did that part. But yeah, I mean, there, there's a. Oh, lost my train of thought. But there's a. <laughs> I'm ready to play again. It's probably one I'm gonna jump on later on tonight. Probably me. Yeah, me it's as good, well. Man, it's so good. Michael, it's... <laughs> but this is gonna be, a, you know, this is, it's this. I can see why I love it or hate it. So it's yeah. 
I don't know. Some people look at it like this is a game. I mean, this isn't. I don't. It's like a, every review I've I've I kind of read about. It, like I don't know how you would describe it to somebody who's like, if somebody came to work and I know who plays games like regularly, I'm yeah. like, should I play it? And I'm like, I don't know if I could recommend this to you because you might come at me pissed for paying sixty dollars for this. So. Honestly, the only other person and Michael has this hypothesis about the value dropping pretty quick. The only other person I can think of immediately that I would recommend this to, just because I don't know if your tastes line up with it. But Russell loves the open world of Skyrim and Breath of the Wild, and it's and what like develops as you traverse those areas, yeah. and what breaks out, and and the stories that are told outside of the batshit cutscenes and that kind of stuff. It's the he's it's a, the he, random he's, stuff. He would be considered a cinephile too, so yeah, he, I know he, he loves enjoys movies his movies, like that so too. Yep. he would enjoy this. Yep. Death Stranding. We're gonna talk more about it. Uh, highly recommend. Two thirds of us, and only because Michael hasn't played. So I'll get around to it eventually. Yeah. It so was, um, stuff, so. we didn't mention it last week because I think it got announced this past week, but it was part of GameStop's Love It or Bring It Back program yeah. where you could buy it and, and take it back for the full 60 credit. If, and then next week, uh, they got the, both Pokemon and Star Wars. They're both on that list? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They just announced that, yeah. I almost want to get Star Wars now just to try it uh, out and take I'm it back. I'm game flying Star Wars, so. Um, hot tip I looked on Redbox. Every Redbox near the South Metro Atlanta area had Death Stranding for $3 a night. So that could also be an option for some people. Yeah, just to see if they like it. Yeah, because you're going to know, it seems like this is the game. You're going to know pretty quick, within an hour or two, whether it's your cup of tea. I don't mind slow games as long as the story is compelling me, and that's kind of how I feel like this might be. The story is compelling, and I don't think it's slow. I honestly don't think that this is I'm, slow. I'm fine with it, but I, you know, yeah. like there, there's a reason why that the the game plays out the way it does. I mean, a lot of people complain that it's empty, but it's a lot of that deals with the it's not, Sam's character, you know? Yeah. It's... You see how he interacts with uh, everybody on there. It's like he's doing like self isolation, like he's punishing himself for something. And it's like a lot of that kind of goes in hand with him being a porter and just just going in silence and just doing what he's doing. Playing that the, Norman Reedus character is perfect for this yeah. character that he wants in this game. I mean that game, dude, it's fucking great. You even get to the point where you get to the, why they're crying. It's like allergies and the whole thing about. I've seen everybody crying. I'm trying to figure out what that. It's an allergy to the BTS, uh, the Dooms, and all that. So and that, his ability where he doesn't like people touching him, and you see yeah. the, the burns he has on him. Yep. And it's like something happened to him where it changed yeah. him. He he can come back to life. You saw that, right? Yeah. It's like everybody can die except for him. And there's a whole procedure for him to come back to life. And Re re reconnaissance or rec- something like that. Yeah, yeah. reinstate reinstation or something. And he's the only one that can do it because like, I remember Deadman's like, yeah, you can come back to life, but you fucking kill everybody, so be careful. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's bizarre, yeah. man. There's a whole bunch of shit that they, and it is not slow. Slow is the opposite of what I, how I would describe this game. It's fucking good, man. Yeah, it was enough. It's climbing my list. <laughs> it, it's, it's good as hell, And I'm man. only, what, like two and a half, maybe three hours in? Compared yeah. to where, yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I've read online that what they were, they said the recommendation... And I, I don't. You can go with any speed you want, but mm-hmm. I think online they were recommending like they said it, if you if it moves slow for you, just push your way through. Don't do the side missions. They said just go straight to chapter three. Chapter three, they said it even picks up even more. I've seen that mentioned, and I'm like, holy shit! If it picks up even more in chapter three. I'm enjoying what I got going yeah, now. This, so is, I'm like, this is a good game already. <laughs> yeah, what's it gonna do after that? So, because I mean, I've been thinking about this game a lot, and I also been thinking about Doctor Sleep a lot, but I've been thinking about this game a lot. So, all right. I think we're good, guys. Yeah. An hour and 15 minutes. How do we feel? Yep. Satisfied. A little sleepy. A little sleepy? Yeah. Sleep stranding? Yeah. All right. You can catch this podcast every Tuesday on iTunes. Spotify. Stitcher. Google Play Store. Overcast. SoundCloud. 
That's it. We got them all. We got them all in one smooth round. We're also on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Twitter as no podcast. Michael put up a picture today of the 15-year anniversary of Halo 2 launching, November 9th. Yes. Because we're recording on the 9th. Yes. And, and uh, you'll hear this on Tuesday, so this is irrelevant <laughs> at this point. Go there'll like, be, go there'll like be something picture. new. There'll be something new by the time and you see this, most likely. There'll be new, new teams in the college football playoffs. There will be. There's going to be some <laughs> shake-up going on. It will be one week till Shinmo 3 comes out. Uh, All relevant so, dates. Yeah. So. Speaking of shake-up, what the hell happened to West Ham? I don't know what's going on. They had team, nothing. Man. We just blew out like three... I'm sitting like, I don't know what the fuck I'm watching. It was not fun to watch. I watched part of it. It was not fun to watch. We were doing so well at the beginning of the season, and all of a sudden we just like shit in the bed. I don't know what. We do that every year. We always see, we always start strong, and then we like we flounder about in the middle, and then we always finish strong enough where we're not You'll at the surge back to where you make it through the next year. We're missing something, man. That team's missing something. We probably need to be regulated like a motherfucker. But no, no. <laughs> don't go down. All right. Uh, thank you guys for joining us for another week, and we'll catch you next week. Yep. Fuck the Sounders. Then there's that. Bye. I have nothing. <laughs>